Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Air with the Chair. I'm Captain Nick James, your MEC Chairman, and joining me today is Captain Rob Berger, Communications Committee Chair and LEC Secretary Treasurer in New York City. Also in the room is Peter Ruhlman, who runs our podcast and is also a Communications Committee member. Rob and Peter, welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having us. Hey, Nick. We will be talking with Rob and Peter today about our communication strategy with the pilot group, who is on the committee, and what the pilot group can look forward to in the future. At the end of today's podcast, we will be answering a pilot question from the front line. Remember, if you have a question or an idea for a topic to address, please email edvonair at alpa.org. That's edvonair at alpa.org. So in this section, we typically talk about what's new. And and something that I'm going to cover in this section is the hot rumor going around Endeavor right now, which is we are either on the cusp of having a career progression plan or we've already negotiated a career progression plan and we're just waiting to announce it. So let's start off by talking about that 5,000 pound orange elephant that's in the room. Um, First, I wanna be very clear. And as of the recording of today, which is May 3rd, we have not entered into any formal negotiations nor passed any proposals to the company regarding career progression. Um, Any informal discussion that has occurred was based upon an expectation of what might materialize in the future, but still needed clearance from Delta. So for the last several weeks, I've been receiving a lot of communications, as has the MEC, about why we haven't been more communicative about this rumor. And let me just kind of talk to you about our general philosophies when it comes to these types of rumors. Typically, we don't want to feed into that rumor because if it doesn't materialize, it can affect somebody's credibility. Look at the e-jets, for example. We've been told no less than three times that the e-jets were imminent on this property, and yet we still don't have them here. So we want to make sure that when we communicate with the pilot group, we're communicating facts. We're communicating things that are definitive and things that are known and things that will bring value to this pilot group. So what we have been working on for the last several weeks is trying to get Delta to the table regarding career progression. And obviously that has not just been a several week endeavor. We've been on this career progression campaign for about eight years. And at times we've been closer and at times we've been farther away, but there's a new catalyst that has brought all of the players to the table. And that catalyst is really Compass LOA9. For those that are unfamiliar with that deal, when Compass had their flow up with uh, Northwest and then eventually with Delta, the Delta pilots enjoyed a flow back agreement to Compass. And if that agreement were to ever cease to exist, in other words, there there would not be the opportunity or option for a pilot from Delta to flow back to Compass, then the dual class scope in the DCI network had to be reduced by 35 regional jets. So 233 down to 188 regional aircraft. So as a result of Compass closing their doors, there was no longer a flow back option for Delta pilots. And as a result, 35 RJs then needed to be parked. Okay. Now, Delta has and, and wants to come back into contractual compliance. So they obviously need to find a place to put a flowback agreement at a property, and we're going to be the first choice. And in exchange, we're going to be looking for a career progression path that meets our standard of guaranteed and contractual. But beyond that, there's a whole lot of other components to this that are going to be part of this, this deal. So the point of any grievance is to bring the company back into contractual compliance. And that is what the Delta MEC and Delta Mainline properties are attempting to do 
by finding a home for this flowback agreement. But that is only going to be one part of a multifaceted deal that's probably going to include several other components, including a contract extension. So for the last several weeks, we've been working very hard to try to secure meetings with the company and to receive their opening proposal. And I'm happy to be able to report to you today that we actually have secured those meetings and they will begin next week, May 10th. And we will be in a week-long negotiating session with the company. We've already received their opening proposal and we have all of our negotiators and officers and relevant subject matter experts ready to go to evaluate the proposal. We also have elicited the support of economic and financial analysis at Alpa National, who will help us and guide us through the costing process of this deal. Our goal, first and foremost, is to bring you not just an industry-leading deal yet again, but the deal that is right for the pilots of Endeavor Air. That is our primary goal. Yes, we would like to do that expeditiously, but we will certainly put a deal in front of you that is of high merit and high quality, first and foremost. We also understand that while this is an exciting time, there are going to be a contingent of pilots that are going to look at a career progression plan and say, that's not really for me. I'm so far into my career, I'm just going to sunset my time here at Endeavor. And we absolutely understand that there's going to have to be some components in that deal for you. We also understand that there may be a, a tranche of pilots that, are, that may have their DGI upcoming and a guaranteed and contractual career progression model might end up elongating the time that they spend at Endeavor. We know that you're going to have to be represented as well. And there may not be an answer for every problem, but we're going to put as many answers into this package as we possibly can. So what can you do to help us achieve this goal? Well, first and foremost, please wear your progression for all lanyards. If there wasn't a time to do it before, it is certainly the time to do it now. Hopefully you've had an opportunity to read the memo that Patrick Burns, who is a senior VP in Delta Flight Ops and also the System Chief 119 pilot at Delta put out uh, just today, talking about engaging in flow discussions with a DCI carrier. Delta is amenable to this. Endeavor wants to get this deal done. This is your number one strategic objective and you verified that to us very clearly and very emphatically in the survey results from last January. So we are going to make every attempt to be able to pull this deal together and put the right value in place. So support us by wearing that lanyard. Also understand that we're not going to be able to negotiate the deal in public. In other words, the negotiators and the MEC are going to have to work the process as we have done so many times here before very, very successfully to hopefully yet again bring you an industry leading deal. Please allow that process to unfold. Once it does, we will communicate a plethora of information to you about the merits of the deal, how we got to certain components, how everything works. We're very, very good about doing that. I also know that some people might be wondering, if a deal is reached, am I going to have a say or a voice in this deal? In other words, is the MEC going to ratify it or is this going to go out to membership ratification? Obviously, it's a little too early to tell because the MEC needs to see what is contained inside the deal before making that determination. But typically, when you talk about a contract extension or pay rates or career security or some of those components, typically that is sent out to membership ratification. So if it is going to contain those types of items, I would anticipate that you would have a direct voice in the ratification of this potential deal. Prior to that voting process open, we would do a very, very extensive roadshow to ensure that you are 
very well versed and very well aware of the merits and the benefits uh, that are that could potentially be contained in whatever deal that we're going to be negotiating. So certainly this is a very, very exciting time. I wanna thank the pilots for all of their patience. I know the rumors were swirling out there and I know many of you were getting a little frustrated that we hadn't been able to communicate before this time. But again, I wanted to make sure that when we communicated with you, we had the facts behind it. And that was, we've received the company's opening proposal and we have meeting dates scheduled, both of which just occurred in the last few minutes from this taping. So thank you for your patience and please allow us to work the process. And I anticipate in the next uh, few weeks, we're going to have hopefully a very good deal for you to consider. All right, let's move on to the second part of our show, which is a briefing from the communications committee and welcome Captain Rob Berger to the show. Thanks for having me, Nick. I'm glad to be here. Sure. So Rob, why don't you uh, tell the pilots a little bit about yourself? Like how long have you been here? What brought you to Endeavor? How did you get started in Alpha Work and become the comms committee chairman? All those things. Yes. Um, well, I started here in December of 2016. Um, so so over four, just over four and a half years at Endeavor. Prior to that, spent five years at Air Wisconsin in a variety of roles, um, mostly in the training department there, managing the LMS, doing some special standards projects such as Category 2 certification, ATP, CTP program certification, um, and did a little bit of line flying as well um, on my days off or whenever needed due to staffing levels, so on and so forth. Did my management fix over there, came to Endeavor, and I always said, well, I want to get involved with Alpa and see what that side of the business is like. Um, so an opportunity came up after about a year on property to become a website administrator here. And I applied and was fortunate enough to get offered the position. Started doing that for a little while. And then it was I was offered the opportunity to become the communications vice chairman under Captain Gareth Carter at the time. And from there, Gareth moved on to Bluer Skies at JetBlue. The MEC decided to make me the communications chairman, and I've been in this role now going on about two years. Rob, we obviously know you're the, the comms committee chairman. Why don't you talk a little bit about who else is on the committee and what their specific roles are? So my team, we have a fairly large team compared to when I started. We have myself, which I do a variety of roles within the committee. I still work on website stuff. I also participate on the live stream team. Below me, we have my vice chair, Michael McCracken, who's the first officer out of Atlanta. He is our graphics genius is what I like to call him. Um, all the branding you see around is Michael's brainchild. And then we have Peter sitting next to me here. Generally, our, he's our podcast administrator, but he's also taken up a significant role in the live stream production, as well as a lot of other tasks that I've taken up myself being the chairman. Um, given that we are seeing some attrition, Peter's been trained up to basically take over any leadership role that should come available. We have uh, Anthony Stoblain, uh, first officer out of New York, who is a DART oversight officer, and he is also qualified to send emails out in, as a backup if needed. Bradley Dill is another website administrator, and he's also a DART oversight officer, uh, first officer based out of New York. Uh, another volunteer we uh, added over the last year, David Takahashi, performs a or serves on an, a number of other committees within Alpa as well, but he's also a very talented graphic designer. Um, so he lent his talents towards us as well um, on the live stream team, as well as designing some bulletin board slides and Facebook posts. And then recently, we've added two new members to our team, um, just foreseeing some attrition that may be happening. Like I said, Alex Pitchert, she is a first officer out of New York. She comes to us with a wealth of design experience. 
she's already designing Facebook posts and electronic bulletin board slides, and she'll also be joining the live stream team, um, working on the graphics side of that. Most recently, we've had Derek Lagasse, who is a, for lack of a better term, audio engineer. Um, he's going to be coming in and overseeing the audio on the live stream, which has been a kind of a sore spot for a lot of us here, as a lot of us on the team didn't have too much audio experience prior to coming to this, but then we were put in touch with Derek, who's done a lot of work with Sun and Fun with their radio show. Um, so he brings a wealth of experience to that, and he'll also be working on the podcasts uh, coming up here as well. Perfect. And we can't overlook Courtney Garmhouse from Alpa National. And Courtney is what is known as our ComSpec or communication specialist. Each Alpa property has a ComSpec assigned to them, and sometimes they may cover more than one. I think Courtney also covers uh, PSA, if I'm correct. Is that correct, Rob? Right now, Courtney covers Mesa and Piedmont, along with a couple other Alpa properties. Perfect. And she does, a, she does a great job. All of our communications also run through her. We've got several sets of eyes on it, just making sure that we bring a quality product to you. Well, speaking about those quality products, you know, when the new leadership team took over, we had a vision, and, and I think you shared that vision, that we really needed to enhance our communication structure with the pilot group. It was fine, but it, it was lacking and certainly could be increased in a lot of different areas. So let's spend some time talking about some of the things that we've done um, to bring you a better communication spectrum here at Endeavor. First thing is uh, this very podcast, On Air with the Chair Live. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about that, Rob, because I think that was kind of your brainchild to start with, wasn't it? I played a small part in it. When you guys first joined up, we had talked about the idea of uh, starting a podcast. And being a pilot, the first thing I know when I'm presented with a new challenge is I want to grow my team and try to get some subject matter experts into a room. Um, I sent out an email to all my volunteers on communication say, hey, does anyone have experience with podcasts? Um, anyone willing to help with this? And First Officer Peter Rollman jumped at the opportunity and goes, Rob, I know a little bit about this stuff. I think I can help you out. And here we are, Peter's sitting next to us and he's doing all the background work on this um, to get this quality product out to you. And as of today, the podcast, um, as referenced by the survey that we did in January, is one of the most popular forms of communication. We have very high listenership on it, just approached over 4,000 total downloads on the podcast across our different streaming platforms. And commuters have said they really like it. Yes. And the commuters like it. Something to listen to on on the commute, especially if you're on a 200 without Wi-Fi, download it beforehand and listen to it as you're flying along. Absolutely. So another thing that we did was we increased the frequency of what we used to call all pilot conference calls. Now we call them on air with the chair live. But in the previous three years to us taking over, there had only been two all pilot conference calls in three years. And that frequency obviously wasn't enough, especially against the backdrop of what we're seeing at the, at the Delta um, not the Delta MEC, but, but Delta Mainline Management and Endeavor Mainline Management with the frequency of their town halls. So we knew that we really had to put something forward for the pilots to get our message out there as well. And so we've done five all-pilot conference calls slash on-air with the chair live uh, in about the last 16, 17 months. And given the fact that negotiations are going to be occurring, we're probably going to have one after that deal is set. But why don't you talk, Rob, a little bit about how we moved from the all-pilot conference call to this format on air with the chair live? Because I don't think anyone else in Alpa is doing what we're doing. As far as the um, on air with the chair live goes, this is one of our current, I'm going to call it a work in progress because we're still refining our process with it um, as we're bringing on more new team members, better subject matter experts on it. Um, there are other Alpa properties that do live streams. They don't have quite the experience that we do. We've been playing with our setup since last October um, when we had that all pilot conference call. Um, we secretly live streamed it to some Alpa volunteers to 
test our equipment out, test our production setup out. And we took some notes away from that. Then we came back in February and we delivered the first uh, live stream to the pilot group. We still have a few hiccups that we're working out on, mainly with our audio. Um, and as we said, Derek uh, Lagasse is on the team now and he's going to help us out with that tremendously. We made a bit of an investment in better equipment from what we started with. Um, we proved the concept and we're making the investment to make this the standard going forward. Yeah, and given how many pilots we can reach for the money that we're spending, the bang versus the buck was was definitely well worth it. Uh, speaking of another new program, let's talk a little bit about the data action report that just came out, you know, the throw us a dart. Uh, and for that, I think we're going to have uh, Peter Ruhlman join us in the conversation. Peter, why don't you tell the pilots about Dart? Hey, Nick, thanks for having me back. Yeah, so Dart is a new uh, replacement to the EDV contract questions at alpha.org email address that we've been using in the past. Uh, in the past, a pilot would submit a question to that email address and it would get forwarded to about uh, 10 different people, uh, yourself being one of them. And these questions could range from anywhere um, being, you know, questions about a hotel or, or a grievance or um, even, you know, flight duty period. But uh, now a pilot can go on to dart.alpa.org or the Alpa uh, app on their smartphone and select exactly who they want to ask the question to. And these are a group of subject matter experts, about 40, 45 of them, who practice and are very involved in the uh, areas of expertise that you're looking to ask a question in. Um, so far, we've received about 140 darts over the last three weeks that we've had this program launched with an average response time of only eight hours. Um, it's neat to note that we started this program with a goal of answering uh, darts within 48 hours, as what National uh, has instructed us to do. And uh, we're running an average of eight hours per answer. So that's pretty great. So another way that we've tried to reach out to you is through our first bargaining survey at this property in four years. We just conducted that survey. Uh, I think it closed in January. We shared the results with the MEC at the MEC meeting. We've shared those results with the pilot group, at least the portions of that survey result that we could through different communications, such as you know the chairman's updates and, and even this podcast. Uh, but now we've just seen a, our first small survey go out, Rob. And why don't you talk to the pilots about what uh, the goal of that is? The shorter surveys that you referenced, Nick, um, these are your brainchild now. I'm going to give you credit where credit is due. Um, so via the TextCaster platform, which we just implemented last year, that we automatically signed up all the pilots for, the surveys that we do now are linked through text messages that we send via TextCaster through Google Forms or Google Surveys. And we're aiming to make these fairly short surveys, you know, no more than five questions or so, just so it's something you can uh, fill out quick on the go and give us your feedback. Um, we fill, we sent out the last one just under a week ago from the time of this recording, and we got about 60 responses out of it with um, just a few less comments on it regarding this very podcast. And the results were what we, they were in line with what we saw from the comprehensive survey that we sent out earlier in the year. But obviously this particular survey doesn't take as much time and it's a little bit more convenient since it's just a link out of a text message to a, to a Google form. We're hoping that we can do some more of these as topics arise, uh, given the news that you just briefed us on earlier. Maybe we could use it for uh, different data points there if we want to get a little bit of a pulse of what the pilot group is feeling regarding the deal prior to actually setting it out for membership ratification, if that's the route we actually take. So there's definitely uh, bigger possibilities rather than what we've used it for so far. Yeah, I think it's great that we've expanded all of these communication mediums 
especially at a time when we have such a potentially altering deal here at Endeavor. I think it's it's really fortuitous that that was able to happen. And something else that you've probably seen that I've tried to pride myself on is more consistent chairman updates. I don't want to send them out monthly um, because I want to make sure that when we send them out, there's something of important value that needs to be communicated. So if I send out two in a month, that's fine. And if I don't send any out for three or four months, I think that that's okay too. But that way, you know, when a chairman's update has come out, there's there's something of substantive and significant value. Now, I think over the course of the next few weeks, maybe even two or three months, there's probably going to be more communications from me personally as well um, as this deal starts to unfold. But that's obviously a good thing because it means we're in a good time frame. Um, so besides all of those things, you know, the comms committee, I also want to give them credit too, because they have been instrumental in designing and helping us uh, implement the new progression for all lanyards that are of much better quality. So if you want a new lanyard, please get on the EDV MEC website and order one and we'll get one sent to you. We actually modeled these after the FedEx lanyards and they're quite a bit thicker and they've got some very, very nice features to them and they will certainly last a lot longer. We also have a badge backer. Now that is just a prototype right now. We don't actually have mass quantities ordered, but we have designed a badge backer. And if we do get to a career progression deal, we may still take that badge backer and just change it to the blue color rather than the orange color and still order them so that they will be available to you. But that should be, um, that should be coming up here in the next uh, few weeks or a couple of months. And then I also want to give you guys a lot of credit because the EBBs look great. I mean, from the screens to the graphics, everything that you guys have done is, has been awesome. So how does our, you know, Rob, overall, our comm strategy and what we do to communicate with our pilots, how does that uh, compare to other carriers? So from what I'm hearing feedback from uh, contacts at National, as well as some pilots that I talk to at other carriers, we do a lot more in-house um, as compared to other carriers. The biggest difference is we do all of our graphic design in-house. Michael McCracken, Alex Pitcher, they, they put out an amazing product. Um, we are able to get source the talent from within our ranks and get them involved with the volunteer work and it's paid dividends. We have very good looking materials going out to the pilot group and we actually have contacts and national asking us how we're doing stuff because it looks great. And the simple answer is we have our own pilots do it. Another thing that we do different than other carriers do, we are a pioneer of the live streams. Um, there's other, like I said, there's other carriers that do, but we're the first ones making this significant investment into it. And again, we're sourcing everything from within our own ranks. It's produced by our own pilots for our own pilots. So Rob, you know, we often talk about these positions being a volunteer position and in any position you get a certain amount of flight pay loss, but I know that you guys do a lot of work on your own time. So can you kind of Tell the pilot group how, how much work you do on your own time or how much your committee does on their own time because it's, it's quite a bit. Yes, we do a fairly significant amount of work on our own time. Um, it's a volunteer position, so we volunteer our time to it. Me personally, I only take the days off when I have a conflict. So such as the last live stream, I had a trip that fell over the live stream and I had to take flight pay loss to attend that live stream. The rest of our committee, we when DART got spun up, we had to deal out some flight pay loss there. We take out flight pay loss to make sure we have somebody here in uh, the Minneapolis offices to record the podcast. But for the most part, day to day, it's mostly volunteer work, people doing this work on their own time, yeah. taking time away from the, all their, their home time or their off time and the outstations on the overnights and 
So, yes. so when we need graphics design, when we need you know, a comm to be written, we might send some bullet points, but that's got to get fleshed out. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff is what the comms committee does and they do it on their own time. Mm -hmm. And we're really appreciative of all your work. Um, you know, kind of the last question that I want to go over with you, Rob, is, you know, is there any particular skill set you're looking for on the committee at the moment? Is there any holes or gaps that we need to fill? Are you pretty well staffed at the moment? We are fully staffed at the moment, but we're always looking for new talent. Um, one area that we will be looking for in the near future that we foresee with the news coming up is a uh, another web administrator. So if you do have web design experience using HTML or CSS, please submit the ALPA volunteer request form on the Endeavor MEC website, alpa.org slash edv. Perfect. Well, Rob, thanks for joining the show. And I also want to say congratulations on your successful interview for, with FedEx. I'm not sure that anybody really knows, but Rob is in the next few months going to become a FedEx pilot. Uh, I fully expect that you are going to fly around with a volleyball named Wilson. I'm sure that joke has probably been done before on several occasions, but it would be great if our comms committee chairman did it. Um, but Rob, I mean, I was so happy that you got the job, but I was also uh, pretty sad because you've been a great comms committee chairman and we hate to lose you. But, you know, careers have to advance. And so uh, we're really happy for you here. Thanks, Nick. I'll make sure the volleyball is orange. Perfect. All right. So in this point in the show, we typically take a question from the front line, but we didn't receive any questions this month. So please remember, if you have a question or a topic for the show, email edvonair at alpa.org. That's edvonair at alpa.org. The last thing that I want to leave you with before we end the podcast is, you know, rumors are a lot of fun to talk about. Make sure that you're turning to official sources of communication for your information so that you can get the facts straight. Please don't turn to APC or Facebook. Please turn to your LEC reps, your officers, your negotiators, anything that is put out by the Endeavor MEC. Let's make sure that we get the facts and so that we can keep the rumors and speculation to a minimum. Also, I understand that this is going to be a really exciting time and it is going to be talked about in the flight decks, I'm sure, ad nauseum. But just please keep in mind that we still have a job to do, which is the safe transportation of that aircraft and of those passengers. So while you're operating an airplane, please keep your focus on that. There will be plenty of time on sits, on overnights, in the crew rooms to talk about these types of exciting events here at Endeavor. Please don't let that be a distraction to what our number one goal is. And again, that is to run a safe and efficient airline. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you out on the line. Fly safe and be safe. Take care, everyone. Endeavor 5531, runway 28, quit land.